I pray that you all are doing just um, wonderfully. Um, we are about to get started. Um, and I am just really excited for everyone today. Yeah, making sure I got that on there. <laughs> um, I got to fix this angle here. But anyway, um, I'm just really excited um, because we have a wonderful um, Bible set for um, you all today. Like the Lord has really like just been showing like a lot concerning um, this word. And this is going to be very important. As you remember, we did the Pride series, which um, was glorious and, you know, concluded with humility. And the Lord told me before I go into what our next Bible study is going to be about, um, he, you know, our next series, there had to be time. Um, because time for people to get the book that is, um, required and, you know, things of that nature. But he said, but before you also teach that, you need to teach them one more thing in the pride series, you know? And at first I was so confused because I said, Lord, you wanted me to do three and, you know, we did the three. He said, yes, but now there's one more thing that the people have to get um, before um, we move forward. Because this is very important because we've been teaching so much on the glory. You know, we we don't just want to teach you how to get the glory or walk in the glory. We want, we want to teach you how to sustain being in the glory. Amen. Like we, we, we hear people who, you know, in churches, they, they just tapped into the glory. They just touched the glory. Well, we want the glory of God to dwell with us. Amen. And so this is very important, especially for the Christian, um, the true Christian walk, you know, um, because a lot of people don't really understand what does it take to operate in um, this realm with, with the Lord. And so if this had a title, this would be called The Wilderness and the Glory, okay? And this is, I'm telling you, this is about to change your life. This is going to change the way you view things. But before I even really um, even start preaching on this, um, let us pray. And I just hope you are hungry and that you are ready to receive the word God has for you today. Amen. So let us pray. Let us pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, right now I come before you and I give you the highest praise, which is hallelujah. And right now, Lord, I thank you for all the people who are here. I thank you for all the people who are watching and who are listening. I thank you, Lord, um, just uh, for them being here. And I thank you for their hunger. I thank you for their desire to wanting to know what the word of God says. And I pray, Lord, that you will just... Um, Anoint these lips of clay that I may be an oracle of God. Let nothing I say be of earthly wisdom, but be of everything of heaven and the spirit. I pray right now, Lord, that you allow me to decrease and that you increase. Lord, I give you permission by the power of the Holy Spirit to possess my body and use it in any way that you see fit. Let these not be my words, but your words. And let these fire and let these words be fire in your people wood and let them be consumed by it. 
and that and Lord just help them to grow in their intimacy and relationship with you. Holy Spirit, my friend, move on them, give them wisdom, give them revelation to believe and receive the word that you have for them today. It's in Jesus' name I do pray. While the person comes to the Holy Spirit, my prayer partners in agreement said with me, Amen. Amen and amen. All right. So before I even dive into this, I want to hear some people's opinions. Okay. You know, um, because I want to make sure that everyone gains a proper understanding of this. When I say the wilderness, when, it, when you hear that word wilderness, when I say the wilderness and the glory, what does that mean? Or what do you think that means? If, if people raise their hands or, you know, they want to chime in, you know, I'll ask you to unmute and then you can talk or you can unmute yourself and begin to speak. Either way, come on now. Don't everyone jump out once. Yes. interesting. Anyone else would like to say anything? Feel free. Yes, I see. Go ahead. Unmute yourself. Well, she pretty much covered it. Uh, mm -hmm. So so basically, I agree with what, um, what your mom said, because right now, I'm kind of in a wilderness mm -hmm. setting. But mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm wondering. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, or like not, I feel like I'm wondering what's going to happen next, not wandering around. Mm -hmm. you, you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So, but yeah, I, I, I totally agree with what she said. Okay. Usman, would you like to try? Or is that my sister? I forget y'all both in the same car, so I don't know who's raising the hand. Yes. Again, you're 
going through something and God is helping you through it and you, you just don't know how or anything like that, but it's being worked through whether you know it, you're seeing it, or you just have faith and believe in it. Um, so that's how I was taking the wilderness glory portion versus just wilderness for me. Hmm. Okay. Well done. I like I like what everyone's saying. And, you know, you guys kind of have the right idea. But what you have to understand what the wilderness is really about. In fact, the weird thing is after this Bible study, my desire is for you guys to say, Lord, take me through the wilderness. Because you have to understand what the wilderness is and, and what it leads into. Okay, so if you have your uh, swords, I need you to go with me to Isaiah chapter 35. Okay, Um, but let me first tell you real quick what the wilderness is. The wilderness is the journey God takes you through to remove pride and get closer to him. That's what the wilderness is. The wilderness is a place where, and some of you touched on journey, but it's of it's it's not just a journey; it's a it's a process. Okay, when you're in the wilderness, what God is trying to do is He wants to remove pride. He wants to remove not just pride, which we also talked about pride being the root of all sin, not just pride, but um any um demonic um attitudes uh hearts things that are not of god pertaining to righteousness and holiness god what god does and he has done this since the dawn of time he always sends his people in the wilderness have you always want have you always noticed that whenever god is taking his people on a journey, whether it's as a group or it's individually, he always sends them into the wilderness. The Bible says before Jesus even started his ministry, where did he go? The wilderness. Before Paul started his ministry, where did he go for three years? The wilderness. Okay, so God has always done that. Okay, he always sends his people through the wilderness because there are things in your life, there are things in your heart, there are things in your mind that God is saying, I am going to get rid of this. But in order for me to get rid of this and for you to get closer to me, I got to first take you through the wilderness. Oh, I hope you caught that. So before you can actually receive glory, you have to go through the wilderness. And I'll prove that to you in a minute, okay? Because I'm going to break down one of the most glorious scriptures in terms of talking about the wilderness, okay? Isaiah 35, are you all there? And I'm reading the King James Version, okay? Here we go. Verse 1, the wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly 
and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Let me stop right there because that is so powerful. If you don't understand the weight of it, what God is saying that when he sends you through the wilderness, when he sends you into the desert, that's a solitary place. He's saying this is where it's just you and me. It's you and me. This is where our relationship is going to get deeper. It's you've been praying and asking for me to have a more intimate relationship with you to get closer to you. Well, this is the place where that happens. It's in the wilderness. And what's so beautiful about this verse is that it says the desert shall what rejoice and blossom as a rose. It shall blossom abundantly. And rejoice even with joy and singing. The desert itself is not a beautiful place. But while you're in the wilderness, this is the place where you start to focus on God. Where you take your mind off of the desert. You take your mind off of the things, the trial that you're going through. You take your mind off of everything and you focus solely on the one who can get you through the wilderness. Oh, I hope you caught that because you cannot get through the wilderness on your own. If you do that, guess what? You'll just stay in the wilderness longer. And the wilderness is not an easy journey. The wilderness, you are going to need the author and finisher of your faith in order to get through it. And what God does and this is so beautiful. Look at what God says he would do. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. What is God's? Listen, the glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Which means when God takes you through the wilderness, you might look like a hot mess. Come on now, y'all know what I'm talking about. And like just... Y'all know what y'all know what y'all look like when when y'all go outside and you go for a run or when you go and exercise or you decide to go for a hike. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You coming in, you ain't looking good. You smell like dirt. You smell like mud. You smell like sweat and tears and shame. And yes, I said shame because it's a shame that you couldn't get up that mountain as fast as you wanted to, or as fast as when you were younger. Come on now, y'all know what I'm talking about. You come in, you look like a hot mess. You look like you you ain't attractive. I know I'm talking to some ladies here. You you don't you don't look beautiful. You don't look prep and preem. But what God says is that you look like Lebanon. When I see you in the wilderness, you look like Lebanon. You look beautiful to me. Because that junk is being removed from you. So you might look like a hot mess. You might have barely made it through the wilderness by the skin of your teeth. But I'm telling you, the promise of the Lord is sure and his word is true. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon. These were the most beautiful cities in, in, in that time. 
That's why God referenced them. They were beautiful. If you go and do research and you go back and you look at how beautiful these places are, the fact that God equates you going through the wilderness to the beauty and the excellency of these glorious places, that's a reason alone to say, God, take me through the wilderness. I want to go through the wilderness because I want to look beautiful to you. I want to look glorious to you. Oh, I hope you are catching something. Now, that's not even the best part of the wilderness. Not even the best part. And we're going to continue reading. Verse 3. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Verse 4. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, he will come and save you. Oh, glory to God. Now I can feel the anointing. I can feel the glory. Now I'm getting excited. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the death shall, of the death shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as in heart and the tongue of the dumb sing for in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. Let me stop right there. Oh, glory to God. I'm excited. Look at what God says he will do because you went through the wilderness. And again, this is where humility comes in. Because if you are so full of pride, when God takes you through the wilderness, you will get offended at God. You'll be upset with God. You'll be, you'll be complaining when you're in the wilderness. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Because you'll be, you be looking at yourself too much. You're looking at yourself too much. Like, I don't deserve this. Oh, woe is me. How come this is happening to me? How come this isn't happening to so-and-so? How come this isn't happening to this person or that person, to this preacher or that preacher or this family member or that family member? Y'all know what I'm talking about. And God said, I ain't working on them. I'm working on you. Keep your eyes off of yourself and look to me, the king of glory. I'm doing something. In fact, the Bible says if God can't correct you, if God can't talk to you about this because God is a governor. He is a good judge. He is a good judge. So what does he like to do? He likes to bring correction because, oh, God is light and in him there is no darkness. So what does he do? He brings the darkness out of you. Oh, I hope you caught that. He gets the darkness out and the only way he does that is if he gives you correction. He has to correct you. He has to tell you where you're wrong. He has to tell you the way that you're thinking is wrong. What you're believing is wrong. He has to be able to tell you. And guess what? The Bible says if God can't talk to you like that, then you are not a son. And son is not just reference to children. It's an office. Y'all miss that. Y'all miss that. Son is an office. It's, it's, it's the same as pastor, apostle, 
king. Son is an office. And creation yearns for the manifestation of the sons of God. It doesn't say sons and daughters of God. It says sons of God. Why does it say sons of God? Because son is an office. It's maturity. That's the peak of the Christian life is when you reach sonship. Because when you reach sonship, that's when God starts giving you dominion over his creation. Oh, I hope you caught that. Because what did he say when Jesus, uh, y'all ain't hearing me. I, I, let me see. Who, who's hearing me here? Who's hearing me here? Who's, who, who wants to receive this here? Come on now. Let me see. Let me see. Who's hungry to, to receive this right here? Come on now. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. I am seeing it. All right. Here we go. My God, the anointing. Listen, do you remember when Jesus gets baptized and the heavens open? And what does the Lord say? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So what does he say in front of everyone? He says, this is my son. Right? Okay. Now, what was Jesus' first miracle? He turned water into wine. Yes? Y'all should know this. His first miracle was turning water into wine. How many of you know that's not a gift of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Glory to God. How many of you know that's not a gift of the Holy Spirit? That's not even what Jesus promised he would give you if you came to him. So it's not Jesus' power. Turning water into wine, to take water and molecularly change it into seasoned wine, that's sonship. His first miracle displayed his sonship. It displayed his office as a son to turn water into wine. And I know some people are like, you know, turning water into wine. What's another example of this? Moses turning water into blood. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> when God's power, that's glory. When God's power is involved, that's called Glory. How many of you know, you can look at it, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You can look at um, the gifts Jesus promised to give. Turning water into wine ain't one of them. <laughs> Being able to walk on water, stormy water, mastery and dominion over water. That's something that the Father has to give you. I hope you are receiving that. But look at this. So if you want to be a son, if you want to walk in this last move with unspeakable power, you must be a son, which means God has to be able to correct you. God has to be able to tell you that, hey, this has to be a fix. This has to be addressed. I hope you're hearing this here. Next, verse three. See, y'all got me so excited. Verse 3, 
Listen here. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Let me stop right there. How many of you know that a lot of people in the church, they are very wicked when someone goes through the wilderness. They're quick to judge. They're quick to say, oh, like, I thought this person was a Christian or I thought this person had a real relationship with God. Look at them struggling over there. Look at look at look at look at what's going on with them over there. They're struggling. They're looking like a hot mess. Come on now, y'all know I'm telling the truth. That's a religious spirit. That's that's a demon. No, that's a demon in you. That ain't, that, ain't, that ain't no demon in me. That's a demon in you. If you going to talk like that. Because out of your mouth is what's in your heart. Y'all, I hope you caught that. So you're saying judgment is in your heart. You're saying condemnation is in your heart. You sound like a Pharisee when you talk like that. I can say that. You sound like a Pharisee. You sound just like um, the judgmental people when Mary Magdalene comes in. She ain't got nothing to her name. All she has is a little alabaster box. And she's crying on Jesus' feet. And she's wiping it with her hair. And she's anointing him with oil. That's all she had. And y'all know what did the religious people say? Oh, if he knew who she was, he if he was really a man of God, he would know who she was and wouldn't have her touch him. And then what did they do? They condemned her, said she could have taken that box and given it to the poor. Well, let me ask you something, flesh creature. How much did you give to the poor? Oh, see, now the apostle is rising in me. How much did you give? Before you start pointing the finger at her. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's a religious spirit in the church. And it has to die in Jesus name. It has to die. Otherwise we will. The glory. <laughs> it's going to be limited. We do not want God limited. In fact. Uh, the scripture says that when the Israelites were in the wilderness, they, it says, if you read the word, it says, and they limited the Holy One of Israel. Which means all the amazing things that you heard God do in the wilderness, provide quail, made it so their clothes fit even as they grew up. How many of you know that ain't natural? They were worried about, man, we might grow out of our shoes. Guess what? The shoes grew with them. Y'all missed that. Clothes that they had. There were no hand-me-downs. Their clothes grew with them. All the amazing things. God coming down in a pillar of cloud by day to lead the way. And a pillar by fire to lead them by night. 
Come on now. All the amazing things that you heard. And they still limited God. God could have done and wanted to do so much more. But because there was so much pride. There was so much wickedness. Unrighteousness. But I'm talking to people because there, because you need to hear this. When you go through the wilderness and people will, people will start to talk about you. I'm just going to tell you that right now. There are people, they will question your walk. They will, they, they're, they're going to sound like Job friends. What did you do that made God upset with you? Y'all know what I'm talking about. But God is saying, oh, glory. Y'all need to read this. When you are in the wilderness, God says that he'll strengthen the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. He said the ones who are fearful, who are afraid, fear not. Be strong. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. That means all the people who were talking, all that noise about you, God himself is going to justify you. God himself will stand for you. And he will get vengeance. He will say to them, how dare you speak against my child when you don't know what's going on. I was taking them through the wilderness. How come I didn't take you through the wilderness? Y'all miss that. How come I can't take you through the wilderness? God is saying. But I can take that child into the wilderness. Because because you ain't right with me. You ain't trying to get to the next level. When I take people to the next level, I take them through the wilderness. That's what God is saying. If you want to get closer to me and you want to have a more intimate relationship with me, you must go through the wilderness. And I promise if you get through it, I will speak on your behalf. That's what God is saying. Look at this. And this that, that ain't even the best part. So I tell people, you can say whatever you want about me. Because if you say whatever you want about me. You got to answer to Jehovah. You ain't got to answer to me. <laughs> he works than me. I've actually had God defend me in front of people before. I've had him do it. I've even had him come against churches. Their ministries are stagnant right now. But when I was there and I was helping them, they were getting youth to Christ. They were getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Guess what? Ain't none of that going on over there right now. Because God does not play. When, when it, it, That's what's wrong with, with the church right now. They think everybody equal. No, not everybody's equal. That's a religious spirit. Not everybody's equal. I, I will say that. There are some people who have a closer relationship with the Lord. And God says if you mess with them, they have reached the point where if you mess with them, you are now messing directly with me. Because they have sought after me and they have found me and I have taken them through my process. They have been faithful to me, so I shall be faithful to them. Glory to God. Are y'all hearing this here? But that's not even the best part. Look at what God says he would do. 
your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, he will come and save you. Oh, that is so glorious. So God is saying, when you go through the wilderness, everything that you lost in the wilderness, whether it's friends, whether it's reputation, whether it's credibility, whether whatever you feel you lost, whatever you've lost going through the wilderness, God said, I'll repay you for it. I'll give you back everything you lost and more. Glory to God. That's what recompense means. Recompense means I will pay you back for what you did for me. Glory to God. Come on, somebody. Who here, who here right now is saying, Lord, please take me through the wilderness? Who, who, who here is saying that? Lord, please take me through the wilderness. After hearing all that, knowing what God will do. God said, I will repay you for going through the wilderness for me. So whatever you've lost, the Lord is saying, there is nothing outside my power where I can't get it back. That's what God is saying. He said, look at what I did for Job. Job lost everything. I gave him back everything he lost. Look at Hezekiah. Hezekiah, was a, he was in some trouble, boy. He was even supposed to face judgment. God said, I give him back everything. I'll restore everything for him. Come on now. Do not limit the Holy One of Israel. Right now, just say to God, God, Father, I am so sorry for limiting you. I am so sorry for, for my ignorance. I am so sorry for my lack of understanding. Just say that to him right now. Just say, Lord, please forgive me. Forgive me for complaining when you're working on me. When you're actually answering the prayers that I've been asking you. Come on now. Because some people, I'm telling you, anybody notice this? Whenever you want to get closer to God, whenever you pray, Lord, I want to know you more. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to be more intimate. You go right into the wilderness. Come on, somebody. Who here has noticed that? Whenever you pray, Lord, I want to know you. I want to get closer. Next thing you know, all these troubles start coming at you. Next thing you know, you feel like you, like, oh, what did I just step into? Didn't I just ask God to get closer? God said, I'm fulfilling your prayer. I'm just not fulfilling it the way you think. <laughs> I'm, fulfill I'm fulfilling your prayer. You want to know me? You got to go through the wilderness. It's, it's my process. I've done it. Because how many of you know that certain things that we grew up believing, certain things that we taught, certain experiences that we went through, how many of you know that demons attach themselves to that? I didn't say demons were in you. I said demons attached themselves to you, to trauma. Like if you have trust issues, why do you have trust issues? Because of something that you went through, right? And so now you're on high alert. Now you're like, I don't really want to trust too many people because of what happened to me before. Let me tell you something. And I have to remind myself of this every day. The Simba that had the trust issues 
died a long time ago. The Simba that went through that situation died a long time ago. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and behold, all things become new. So devil, you can't use that against me because you're you're bringing up something that's a corpse. It's dead. <laughs> what good is it to bring up charges to a dead man? Oh, y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. That, that was revelation right there. I hope you caught it. <clears throat> Whenever someone is going through a trial, if the person dies, what does the judge do? Or what does the person do? They throw out the case. Do they not? Come on, let me see. Who's hearing me? I'm not breaking up on you, am I? Okay, so everyone's receiving this right now. What happens when someone dies? They throw out the case. Why? Because you can't bring up charges to a dead man. So what does the accuser of the brethren do? He brings up charges against you. Well, guess what? You can't bring up charges against a dead man. <laughs> you can't bring up charges against a dead man. You can't. It's thrown out. I'm no longer that person. When did y'all say I did that? Wow, you're right. I did go through that as a child. Well, guess what? I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. So guess what? And I'm renewed every day I go into his presence. So my flesh dies every day. So every day, whatever. See, that's this is how you beat the devil. You beat his charges because you die daily. When you die daily, guess what? Every case he brings up to the father day and night, God has to throw it out. Why? Because you're a dead man. You're a dead. That person is dead. Come on. I hope you caught that. So the Lord, I can feel the Lord telling me, don't go back to the dead person. Move forward in the new life. I hope you receive that. Do not go back to the dead person. Move forward in the new life. Write that down if you can. I might need to trademark that one. <laughs> I might need to trademark that one. Now, I'm almost done because look at this. Verse 5. This is very important. So God will recompense. He will come and save you. Why does it say he will come and save you? Let me tell you how the wilderness work. I'm going to show you how this works. Go to Isaiah chapter 40 real quick. I hope you are all learning something. Let's go to verse 31. Okay. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm telling you the Lord is doing so much right now. I can just feel his presence. This is glorious. Okay. I hope you're there. Listen to this. And some of you should know this, but this is a little breakdown for you. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, let me ask you something. And again, I'm going to ask people's opinions real quick. Why does it say 
run and they shall run first. And then it says walk. Why does it say run first? Because isn't the way we as humans are first we crawl, then we walk, then we run. But here it's saying the opposite. Why is that? Who here would like to say something real quick? Because I just don't want to yell at y'all all day. I mean, I could, but it's not really. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Who who here wants to say something? Go ahead. Oh, really? Everyone wants to be a church boss? Does it have anything to do with time? Does it have anything to do with God's timing? Does it have anything to do with God's timing? Not exactly. Uh, Not exactly. But you're thinking, I like that. Anyone else? It's not timing. Who here? Who else? Because you you guys have probably read that scripture so many times. Some people quote it at you. But y'all don't know what that really means. Would anyone else like to try something? So we try time. No? Anyone else? Hello? Nice can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, maybe it's, you know, it's saying run because it wants you, you to exhaust yourself first before, you know, the, the fatigue sets in. That's what I'm thinking of. You kind of exhaust yourself with all your energy and mm. then, you know, you, you subside from there. Okay. Now you're in the right, you're in the ballpark. I'll give you that. You're in the ballpark. Okay. All right. If no one else, I'm, I'm about to break this down for you. Are you, are you ready for this? Let me see. Let me, let, let me see some clapping hands. If you're ready for this, let me see some clapping hands. If you're ready for this, glory to God. Here we go. <clears throat> now nah, you have to come back next week to receive that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just messing. I'm having a little fun. Uh, okay. Isaiah 40, 31. Listen to this. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Okay. What if I told you verse 35 and verse 40 are connected? Remember how I told you certain scriptures are connected? Okay. So this is how this works. So what happens is God sends you into the wilderness. And what he does in the wilderness, he gets rid of all the snakes and scorpions that have attached themselves to you. Okay. All the demonic trauma, all the demonic thinking, whatever, you know, attitude, whatever. He gets rid of it in the wilderness. He gets rid of all the snakes and scorpions. Why? Because they belong in the wilderness. They don't belong in you. Glory to God. They belong in the wilderness. They do not belong in you. So what he does is he takes them out. And what happens is it's an exhausting process. Okay. Because they've attached themselves. They're, they're like leeches. They're like parasites. And so when they latch themselves to you, when it's removed from you, it's like, oh man, like it's, it, it, it's like tiring. And so what happens is as you go through the wilderness and you are going through your process, 
what happens is you get fatigued, right? You get you get tired, you know, just like if you were in the in the actual wilderness. This is talking about spiritual wilderness, but it's the same thing. When you're in the wilderness, you get tired, you get exhausted. And so what happens is, and this also has to do with the realms of prayer, okay? Because you remember the three realms of prayer, ask, seek, knock. Now, watch me tie this together in, in this little bow here. Okay, God is so deep. This is so powerful. So what happens is when you start getting weak, what do you do? You ask God to renew your strength, right? You ask God for give me strength to get through this. Father, I ask for the spirit of might by your Holy Spirit to get through this um, wilderness, right? So you finish praying that prayer. So you just did the asking. So then it says, wait upon the Lord. How many of you know that wait does not mean you sit there and wait? When it says wait upon the Lord, that word wait actually means is it's an expectation of something. Which means you finish saying the prayer, then what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to keep moving forward. And as you move forward, God returns your strength. And he strengthens you and he gives you what it is that you need as you keep moving forward. That's what that weight means. That weight does not mean I'm awake here. I'm awake till I feel some muscles return to me. I'm awake until I feel strength return to me. No, God says what you do is by waiting, you move expecting your strength to come back. Because what did Jesus teach? Jesus said that whosoever saith unto the mountain, be thee cast and remove into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, shall have whatsoever he saith, not whatsoever he prayeth, whatsoever he saith. So when you wait, you said your prayer. Then don't say anything stupid like, oh, I guess God didn't hear me or God didn't answer my prayer. No, flesh creature. God is saying, move your feet so that I can move through you. Glory to God. Because God does not want you to take glory for something he did. Okay, my strength returned to me because I waited. No, your strength returned to you because when you prayed, what God did, he empowered the Holy Spirit through you and said, move. So they that wait upon the Lord shall renew. It says shall renew. So as you wait expecting, oh, glory to God. That wait means expect. I expect as I move forward, my strength to return unto me. I expect when I speak a prophetic word, it shall come to pass. I expect when I come to Bible study or a church that is connected to the kingdom or connected to the glory, I expect a miracle. Come on now. You need to expect. That's what the Lord said. Jesus, the hope of glory. That means hope. That word hope means expect. I expect to experience the glory because of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Y'all, I hope you're catching this. It's an expectation. So as I prayed, 
Okay, the father heard me. Now I need to start walking. Now that's your faith. Now your faith starts to grow. Now I need to start walking. Okay, it's a little difficult, but I know my father heard me. Father, I thank you for hearing me. Now you start prophesying. Now you start praising. Father, I thank you for hearing me. I thank you, Father, that my strength is returning. I thank you, Lord, that your promise is true, that you are faithful to your word. I thank you that the Holy Spirit that is in me is the spirit of might, the same spirit that powered Samson, the same power that empowered David, the same power that that raised Jesus from the dead. It abides in me. And as I move forward, I do this for your glory. Now, hold on now. This is when the next part comes in. So as you renewed strength comes in, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. So now what does that mean? Mount up on wings of eagles. That means you now entered into the spirit realm. So because because now your focus is not on your flesh anymore. Your flesh is dying in the wilderness. Now you've entered into the spirit realm. You've now entered into the realm. What did what did the Lord say? The Lord said that the true worshipers of God shall worship God in spirit and in truth. You cannot get into God's presence unless you're in the spirit. You cannot get there. As a flesh creature, you have to get there in the spirit. I hope you understand this. So what happens is mount up on wings of the eagle. It means you've now entered into the spirit realm. So as you progress through the wilderness, now you've entered into the spirit realm. Now, this is the crazy part. It says run and not be weary. So what happens? So what happens is you prayed. Strength is returned. You've now entered into the spirit realm. Now, when you enter into the spirit realm, what are you supposed to do? You run. You run after God. You run. When as soon as you enter into the spirit realm, you chase after God with everything you got. Now you've entered the seeking realm. You give it everything you got. You run. You run beyond what you feel. You run beyond what you think. How many of you know feeling is just a realm? It's a realm. You have to chase him beyond what you feel. Because feeling is just a realm. When you leave that realm, now you've entered into the spirit. When you've entered into the spirit, you run. You run, you desire, seek, ye shall find. So now you seek, you look for him, and you run. You show God, I'm coming for you. You show God, I want you, I'm coming for you. The same way when mom says dinner's ready, and you run because you want that dinner. You want that chicken. You want them mashed potatoes. You want that mac and cheese. Come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When mom says it's time to come in, it's time for dinner. You run. You don't walk in there. Especially those who have siblings, you know what I'm talking about. You run. Why do you run? Because if you walk, there may not be nothing left for you. (laughs) 
because you desire it. When you see someone you haven't seen in a long time and they surprise you, what do you do? You run. Why do you run? Because you desire them. You miss them. Come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You only run when you desire something. God said, run. And you will not what? Get weary. You won't get tired as you run. You'll run and run and run. You'll chase after and say, God, I am not going to leave you alone until I find you. I ain't going to leave. I ain't going to quit until I find you. That's the problem with some people. They seek the Lord and then they quit. Mm-mm. But yet when some of us who played sports, I'm speaking mainly for myself. When I was a basketball player, you would have to pry me off a basketball court because I was not going to stop until I mastered a certain shot or until I mastered a certain move. I was not going to give up. And if I didn't get it that day, I came the next day expecting to get it. Come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We are so persistent with everything else. But yet with God, we like, okay, I tried. Nothing happened. That's it. Come on now. Where is that desire? Like, just say, Lord, make me a burning one for you. Make me someone who burns for you. Someone who desires you. Look at this. You shall run. And the beauty is when you run, you find him. And when you find him, he then says, come and walk with me. Because when you find him, there's no need to run. There's no need to struggle. There's no need to, 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 to force yourself. Because once you find him, he says, now come and rest with me. Now come and walk with me. I'm going to help you get through this now. I'm going to start to show you things of myself now because you have desired me. Because you have chased after me. Because I've seen your love for me. I've seen your desire. You sought after me and now you found me. Knock and the door shall be what? Open. Now you fellowship with him. <laughs> Glory to God. So once you find him, then you walk with him. I'm going to show you the proof of this in Isaiah 35. Are you here? Real quick, go back to Isaiah 35, okay? Now verse 7, okay? And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water, and the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. That means God then takes that horrible experience you went through through the wilderness. He then makes it glorious. He makes it beautiful. He makes it be, he makes it, people get envious. They desire it. Have you ever noticed that whenever someone shares a testimony, you say, Lord, I want that experience. I want that with you. You see that? That's what God does. God starts making it look glorious to go through the wilderness. Now look at here. Verse 8. And a highway. 
shall be there and away, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there. So that means when you find God, when you find Jesus and you start walking with him, guess what? No lion shall be there. What is Satan called? He's called a roaring lion looking for whom he may destroy. Guess what? He can't find you. He can't walk with you when you're walking with Christ like that. He, he, he can't do it. Look at here. No lion shall be there. No, any ravenous beast. That means anything that is looking to destroy you can't get to you. Glory to God. It can't get to you. Every demonic spirit that has an assignment to destroy you, every principality and power can't find you once you reach that place. Because they can't walk in holiness. They can't walk in a highway God paid. They can't. Glory to God. Y'all see that. Nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there. But the redeemed shall walk there. So when you go through the wilderness, then you start to understand what it means to be redeemed. And so what happens is you walk with Christ. He walks with you through the wilderness. And then what happens is you walk so close to Christ that at the end, guess what? You've now entered into glory. You now walked away with glory because you've walked with him. Jesus, the hope of glory. I hope, I hope you, I hope you are catching that. So when you walk with Christ, he walks with you through the wilderness. Next thing you know, the wilderness that feels like such a long process, it becomes so short. Because the entire time, someone literally had to tell me I was in the wilderness. Because I was just walking with Christ. I didn't even realize I was in the wilderness. I said, I'm in the wilderness? <laughs> someone prophesied, someone had to tell me. Said, but you're going through warfare. The enemy's coming after you. I said, Really? How many of you would be like that? Where you don't even notice the enemy trying to do something to you. Because you are in such a place with God. that Satan, I, I didn't even notice Satan around me. <laughs> not because I'm oblivious or not because I didn't care. It's because I was so focused on getting closer to the Lord. I didn't even notice him. He was doing something. What did he do? Oh, that was him. Oh, okay. I'm good because I'm going to get everything back. <laughs> Especially now that I know he took it. Because when you catch the thief, he has to get back seven times what he stole. So I expect to get back everything I lost. Come on, glory to God. Plus, God said he would do it. I'm about to wrap this up. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs of everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow. And sighing shall flee away. How I many you know Satan didn't start bothering Jesus until after he finished the wilderness. 
The Bible says after he does the 40 days and 40 nights, he finished the fast. He was done. He was done going through the wilderness. That's when Satan tried to get him to fall. And then the Bible says in Luke chapter 4, after he got through the devil, after he made it through him, then it said what? He stepped into his glory. He walked in the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on now. That's what the Lord is saying. The Lord says, after you get through the wilderness, then I can give you glory. Then I can give you more of my power. I can give you more of myself because the glory, all the glory is, is himself. It's the entirety of himself. I tell you right now, I don't want an anointing or a mantle. You know, I'll take them, but that's not my desire. My desire is glory. I want the glory of God. And so right now I'm about to pray because I'm done here. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done here. I hope I hope you're ready. Because some of you, some of you said you, you, you feel like you're in the wilderness right now. Well, now I gave you the key on how to get through it and what to do while you're in it. Because I'm telling you, don't, don't complain. Be thankful God is taking you through the wilderness. That means God's trying to take you somewhere. And he can only do that when he gets all them snakes and scorpions out of you. You guys say, Lord, show me. What is unacceptable? You might have a bad attitude sometimes. You might have the attitude of a snake when, and I mean like snipping at people or snapping at people whenever you get really agitated. Come on now, y'all know I'm telling the truth. And God says, I got to get that out. You know, so right now I'm, I'm about to pray because I know some people have prayer requests and I'm telling you, I can just feel the glory. You know, I really do. I feel the glory of the Lord falling on me right now. You know, if y'all, I'm just telling you, this is about to be amazing. So right now, I want you to have your hands stretched towards me if you can. And I want you, you know, um, a lot of you received the impartation of the king. And so I want you to say, I step in my office as king. Okay. I want y'all to do that right now. And as soon as you do, you'll feel the, almost the same thing that you felt when you first received it. Okay? So right now, glory to God. Right now, Father, I give you the highest praise, which is hallelujah. And right now, I lift all the people who are here right now, all the people who are listening. I step into my office as king right now. And right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind and rebuke. Every plan and scheme that the kingdom of darkness that the enemy has for everyone who is watching me right now, it is canceled and dismantled now in Jesus name. Right now, I pray against right now, um, all fatigue, all confusion, all fear and all doubt. I speak right now to the people who are listening right now, to the people who need to hear. And the Lord and the Lord is saying right now, be strong, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And as I have overcome, so shall you, my children, my friends, my people, you shall overcome. If you abide in me, 
I will abide in you. As you draw closer to me, I will draw closer to you. You are not alone. Do not believe the lie of the enemy. You are not alone. You are not by yourself. You are not in the wilderness by yourself. You are not going through trials and tribulation by yourself. You're not experiencing nothing by yourself. For I am with you every step of the way. And my grace is sufficient. I will do what I said and I promised I will do. And so right now I just speak to uh, my sister, Monica. I speak to my, uh, to, to her mother right now. And I just say in the name of Jesus right now, the spirit of fatigue, it goes now in Jesus name. I loose the resurrection glory right now. Everything is being restored right now. Right now. I command right now. That everything will just be restored right now. Right now, the glory of the Lord invade that body right now. Reverse right now. The Lord is telling me reversal. I see reversal. Things are going back. Monty, you remember when I prayed over you and there was a reverse. There was a reverse. There was a youthfulness. It is being given to your mother right now in Jesus' name by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is being given to your mother right now. I'm telling you right now, and the aches and pains that, that, that she's feeling, those pains are going right now in Jesus' name. I come against all pain right now. I come against it right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus, all pain goes now in Jesus' name. I loose the kingdom of God right now. I command right now that my sister Monica's mother right now, that her body... And the kingdom of God will come into alignment right now. Right now, in Jesus' name. It is sealed by the blood of Jesus. Right now, I pray for all those right now who are experiencing pain right now. I loose the resurrection glory right now. I loose the kingdom of God on you right now. All pain is leaving right now. Strength is being restored right now. In Jesus' name. And right now, Father, I give you praise and I thank you for the healings that are being loosed. I pray for all those who are feeling side effects like sickness, um, allergies, the enemies trying to get them to, 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 to say that they're sick. We bind and rebuke that spirit now in Jesus' name. You are healed for by his stripes you are healed. It doesn't say going to be healed. You're healed already. It's already in the glory. The glory is being loosed right now. Thank you, Father. I see acceleration. The Father is showing me acceleration. There's acceleration. There's acceleration in your healing processes. The Lord is just telling me that. He said, I am accelerating healing processes. Healing processes that, that, that would take years to develop and be restored. It's being restored right now. Glory to God. Give, give the Lord just a, just a big thank you for that. He said, healing processes are being accelerated. That's what the Lord is telling me. It's being accelerated in the glory right now. So expect right now miracles. Expect right now. I can feel right now there's miracles. There are things that I'm not even saying, but I'm loosing miracles right now. The Father said, just loose the, the kingdom of heaven. And so I loose the kingdom of heaven on all those who are listening right now. There's someone who is experiencing hip pain. Um, the Lord is showing me and I'm also recording, um, on Periscope. I don't know who sees us, but the Lord's giving me a word of knowledge. That pain is leaving you right now. Uh, you have pain in your hip and in your knee. The Lord is healing you right now. 
the Lord is just touching you and is healing you right now. To get a thank you, Father, for that. Thank you, Father, for the glory that is being released right now. Lord, I pray right now that you will continue to give us a heart of humility, that you will give us a heart that is on fire for you, that desires you that desires to be closer to you. I pray, Lord, right now that you will give us a faithful heart to you. As you are faithful to us, help us to be more faithful to you, Lord. Lord, take us through the wilderness. Reveal all the things that are unpleasant. Reveal the snakes and scorpions so that they may be completely removed. For we want no hindrances from your glory, no hindrances from you right now. Lord, we love you. We adore you. We thank you and praise you. It's in Jesus' name I do pray. While the presence of the company of the Holy Spirit. For thine is the kingdom, power, and glory forever and ever. And my prayer partners in agreement said with me because they believe it said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Take care and be blessed. this morning. Lord, take me through the wilderness. Hallelujah. <laughs> to God be the glory. Amen, amen, amen. 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 That, that really helped me out this morning. I'm very happy I tuned in. Uh, and I truly believe that it's done. She's healed. Amen. Walking and standing on that. And now I gotta figure out where to place this uh, newfound strength. Oh, yeah, into my job. Now I gotta get ready for work. <laughs> Glory <laughs> to God. And I'm glad that you received that. And, you know, and give me like an update later on your mother, please. Because I really did feel like um, the same glory that you experience, it's going to fall on her. That same that same thing, it's going to fall on her. And and just um, just just let me know, like what happens, like if she says, I suddenly feel no pain or whatever, you know, and you can even tell her that this is the word of the Lord as well, you know, so. Um, right. So yeah, um, just just let me know how um, she is later, okay? I will, I will. As soon as I get my phone charging, <laughs> but you know I will get to you. <laughs> yeah, and like I said.